right on this beautiful Monday morning, let's check in with Vaughn Palmer for the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Morning, Simi. Okay, so we're going to talk about this whole um, open drug use, like in parks and things like that, because this has become a hot topic for small communities around the province. It has, and it, it, you know, if you backed up a, a couple of years and said, hey, you know what's going to be a really big issue in the spring of 2023, like a subject of political debate, which is open drug use in, as you say, parks and playgrounds, water parks, beaches, recreational spaces in communities, that that would be like a political debate, like there would be not a consensus that it's a bad thing and we should do something about it, but that is what has unfolded in the legislature over the last few weeks. So you're right, local communities have been trying to pass bylaws to ban this. It's it's a it's fallout from the decriminalization of small amounts of drugs. There's been a problem of public drug use. Yes. Communities have tried to regulate it. Say, you know, uh, no, you know, public spaces, right? So, you know, downtown squares and places like that. And you're right, it's smaller communities that <clears throat> to be crude about it don't have a downtown east side to send people to. So, Local governments have been doing this. The provincial government has been pushing back. Public health has been pushing back. And the liberals, the opposition, when they were liberals and when they changed their name to BC United. I was just going to say, you mean BC United, yes. They came in and they said, uh, we need need one of those jars where I have to put a dollar in every time (laughs) I get the name wrong, you know. I'd probably be able to, you know pay off the operating cost of the show by the way I'm doing it. But in any event, BC United and its previous name have been pushing this in the House, and the government's been pushing back. Like, they've gotten nowhere in getting the government to acknowledge this is a problem. The government's comeback has been, hey, well, you guys supported decriminalization too. And anyway, you, you know, destroyed British Columbia for 16 years, so we don't have to listen to you. (laughs) But and, and that's the rhetoric of that question period, right? But something very interesting happened on Thursday. What? The very last question period of the legislature session and the very last question of that question period, David Eby gets up and he says, yeah, local governments have a concern on this issue and we're going to meet with them and try to fix it. Really? Anybody went... Wow, <laughs> the opposition doesn't get to claim victory very often. In this case, I think they were they were taken aback. But uh, op- opposition leader Kevin Falcon said, um, "Look, if the, if the government's going to deal with this finally, and even acknowledge that it's a problem, uh, let's get going on it." And uh, Falcon said, "If you need to call the legislature back to make a, law, a legal change or a change in the law or something." Uh, we'll be there. 24 hours notice. Count on us being there and count on us voting for it. Because this really has been a problem with local governments and people can't understand why this is an issue. Well, this is the thing. This is one of those political issues that bugs me because there seems to be no leeway for nuance in it, right? Like you can be two things at the same time. You can say you would like to see, you would like some support of decriminalization to stop people from dying. But you can also at the same time say there shouldn't be open drug use in every park where children are. Uh, That would seem like an obvious common sense response. And in the initial 
agreement, federal, provincial, to proceed with this, Ottawa did lay down some what they called guardrails, like there's got to be some conditions on this. And one of them was treatment. Another one was not, not in schoolyards. Well, that is in place. And the other was, you know, work with local government. So the feds, you know, they signed off on this, really. They handed it, okay, go ahead, British Columbia. This is an experiment. Show it can be done. The pushback, Simi, has, I would say the pushback has been ideological. The pushback has been, you know, if you try to ban this, expand the bans to public spaces and playgrounds and beaches and all that, all you're going to do is re-stigmatize drug use. You're going to suggest there's something bad about it. And we don't want to do that. So let the experiment have a chance. Give it six months. We'll talk about it then. And, you know, Simi, it's one of those ones where the experts and the ideologues, they've got it all in their head that this is the way to go. And I think the public is saying, you know what? It might not be such a bad thing if there's some stigmatism against open drug use in some places, as you say, Simi, where kids are around. There was the case in Nanaimo, so this is the mom's child came home with a bag of fentanyl from the schoolyard. Now, schoolyards, you're not supposed to have drugs there, so that is, not, that is already covered. But nevertheless, it's the kind of thing you're seeing with open drug use and permissiveness. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it it's, shouldn't be black and white. It shouldn't be either you let people use drugs in playgrounds or they're going to go back to using it in alleyways and dying alone. That's the argument, but I just think on this one, um, the government, the health regions, as I say, the advocates uh, for open drug use were all missing the potential for public backlash on this. And I would say that on Friday, on Thursday morning, last question period, Premier Eby Hmm. acknowledged that yeah, they have a point. Uh, government House leader Ravi Kalon was asked in his wrap-up press conference, what does all this mean? And he said, look, we are going to be approaching local government, and we're going to meet with them, and we're going to discuss ways to do this. Uh, that balances both sets of interest, which is where the government should have been all along on this. Sometimes the opposition has a point, and sometimes you can talk yourself into a huge amount of trouble if you don't go, well, you know, the opposition is in touch with their local constituents, and yeah, we can beat them up and say, you know, you've changed your mind, but they have a point. And on this one, they have a point. And on this one, I think it's very encouraging that the government has acknowledged it, the premier mm-hmm. has acknowledged it, and it looks as if they're going to deal with it. It perhaps will. You know, it's not 100% clear what the solution is here. I mean, local governments simply just want to pass bylaws and restrict it. Uh, there's also been some suggestion that you might be able to persuade Ottawa to simply add um, public spaces where frequented by children to the list of places that aren't exempt uh, from, I guess, aren't exempt is the right way to put it, where you can't 
have open drug use and decriminalization. The law would still apply in those places. Hmm. Okay. What gets me about this, I mean, you said you use the words like common sense, and you would think that because we're doing something that has never been done before, and it's all based on a hypothesis, right? Health officials are hypothesizing that decriminalization will work, and you've gotten the general public more or less on board to try this because we're desperate for something that you would understand that there will always be unintended consequences yeah. when we try something new. Always. Yeah, that's a, right, a good way to put it. You know, you want a face-saving way out of this, say these are unintended consequences. That's what the New Democrats have been doing about the change in bail legislation federally. Exactly. Uh, is they've been saying you've had some unintended consequences. So look, Global had a piece last week on... Uh, some of the drugs are ending up back in the black market, right? And they're and they're now available. Yeah. They're being resold. Well, okay. So what we know about human nature, I'm not shocked that that's happening. Again, I'm saying it's an unintended consequence. This right. is a very complicated problem. We are experimenting with something that hasn't been tried here. We're picking and choosing the examples from other places, even though Portugal is a good example. Uh, they're not uh, taking the view. They're, they're taking the view you've got to agree to treatment, right? They, yes, they've legalized, but yes, they're insisting on treatment. Uh, Portland in Oregon is ahead of us on this, and there have been stories about how much that's been a failure. It hasn't worked. So... You know, yes, uh, there was a consensus in the legislature among all three parties that we should try this, but the opposition, uh, and BC United has been pointing this out regularly, there were conditions, and one of them was guardrails, and the government hasn't lived up to all those guardrails. So, you know, coming back to the opposition and saying, yeah, well, you've changed your position. I mean, the opposition's position is they haven't changed their position. They agreed to this with conditions. The conditions haven't been met. I think that's the view at local government level, too. They didn't know that it was going to mean open drug use in the local water park or on the beach. That's what's happening. Exactly. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.